Hello and welcome to the KE Report. I'm your host, Shad Markwitz, and I'm speaking today with Jordan Roy Byrne, founder and editor of The Daily Gold. And we will put a link to The Daily Gold underneath this editorial so you can follow along with Jordan's work. And Jordan, we were just having a uh, fun discussion off mic about all of the information and sometimes misinformation that we hear out there in the Twitter sphere and the social media sphere, online forums. And there's so many opinions about where we are in the precious metals. I guess let's just start off with gold. We hear that we're in a bull market that you know a lot of people think it maybe started eight years ago when gold bottomed at the end of 2015. Other people think it started in 2018. Other people use the pandemic crash to where they start marking time. You've been on the show a number of times and made the point that really all of this is kind of noise and just choppy action, that the real secular bull market hasn't even begun yet in the precious metals. And you're looking at it in real terms, meaning compared to the stock market. Why don't we start there with laying out the thesis for people of why you believe the secular bull market hasn't begun yet. And when it does begin, it's going to be a long-term bull market. Yeah. Well, I would say it's, yeah, I mean, you can say belief, but I mean, this is really based on facts and that a lot of people understand if you go back a hundred years or so, there's clear, I mean, we have to start from there. There's clear secular cycles between the stock market and hard assets. Now, bonds are a different thing. You know, they can they can sometimes follow gold, sometimes they follow the stock market. But looking at the stock market and commodities, or even just the stock market and gold, there's clear differences. When you're looking at the last 100 years or so, one of the two is in a secular bull, while the other is in a secular bear. Now, I mean, there's some overlap here and there, you know, for a few years. But if you're really taking a bird's eye view, you're looking at the last 100 years, it's clear that you have this secular alternation between each. And, you know, for example, you go back before the Great Depression, you had a secular bull in the stock market. Then after the Great Depression, you know, there was some overlap there but from 1933 to 1951. You had a bull market in commodities. You know, the stock market, you could say, was from some people say 49 to 68 or 42 to 68. But, you know, the 1950s and 1960s, the stock market was in a secular bull. Hard assets were not. Then, of course, we know the 70s, you know, that period where you measure it 68 to 81 or you know, 68 to 82. That was the time to own commodities. Stock market was in a secular bear. Then 1982 to 2000, stock market secular bull, commodities in a secular bear. Then, of course, gold, 99 to 2011 or 2001 to 2011, you know, commodities as well, the 2011. Then the stock market, 2000 to 2009, secular bear, while hard assets and gold were in a secular bull. And so in the last 13 years or so, or 14 or whatever, we've seen the reverse of that, where the U.S. stock market is clearly in a secular bull while precious metals and gold remain in a secular bear. And so, and if you look at gold specifically, gold's best performance in these secular bull market, they really kicked off and they really got going after the stock market secular bull ended when it broke below its 40 month moving average, I think in 1970 and 2001. So when that happened, that is when gold and precious metals started these huge moves. Now there was, you know, we've talked about the gold stocks in the 1960s. So there was some, you know, gold stocks had this huge breakout in 1965 or 64. 
So there was some overlap there between the two. And so potentially here we could see a little overlap if gold breaks out, if gold breaks 2100 before, um, you know, before the uh, stock market falls into a secular bear. Now, you, if you look at the S&P, the S&P in 19, I think it was 1980, 1981, it did have a breakout and it made a new high before the secular, uh, before its secular bull really began a year later in 1982. So there was some overlap there. So you, you, there are some examples of overlap, but for gold to really go to, you know, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, it's not going to happen until you get a real secular bear in the stock market. Now you get this secular bear in the stock market. You know, that doesn't mean the stock market's going to, you know, go down 50 or 70% or it has to do that. I mean, what probably will happen in the next you know, year or two, the stock market falls into a secular bear. And of course, then it's going to, you know, it's going to have a after a bear, a cyclical bear, it'll have a big rally, you know, rally back to its high, might go a little bit above it. You know, then it'll have the next downturn and come back down again. So it doesn't doesn't mean that because one is going up, the other has to go straight down. I mean, it could go sideways or even, you know, rally up to its high, like like what we've seen with gold, how it's been pushing against its high, you know, trying to break out of this cup and handle, but it just can't quite do it because there's not enough capital and money to go into gold and precious metals now because it's all going into the stock market, which is in a clear secular bull. You know, and another thing is, you know, I, I look at um, gold also against the 60-40 total return portfolio. So gold against 60% in stocks and 40% and, uh, in bonds like a total return calculation that I have. And it's just, if you look at that, it's so clear um, that gold is not in a secular bull market yet. And I think that calculation for gold, I mean, it may have bottomed a year or, you know, it may have bottomed a year or two ago, but I mean, it's only gone up a little bit. It's been kind of grinding. Uh, it hasn't broken above the long-term moving averages. And so until that happens and you have this clear outperformance against a 60-40 portfolio, you're not in a secular bull for gold. And so I, and I just, you know, and I, I hear talking about, you know, oh, well, gold, you know, the secular bull began in 2016. And, you know, these usually last 10 or 12 years and we're in the eighth year. I mean, how could you be in the eighth year of a secular bull when silver and the mining stocks are absolutely in the toilet? Like they're so far off their all time highs. You know, they've been trending down for four years and gold at the same, I mean, gold's been correcting for over three and a half years. I mean, this this is just facetious how people could actually say that. Like if if we were in the like eighth year of a secular bull in gold, like when that actually happens, we're going to be looking at gold at like twenty five thousand or you know twenty thousand dollars. Silver is going to be in the hundreds of dollars an ounce. You know, we'll probably be, you know, we're at at that point we're going to be in the twenty thirties. I mean, just to to actually say that. I mean, you know, I have strong opinions about this, but yeah, th those are just, I just, I have strong thoughts of these secular cycles and people really have to understand the way they work and that clearly we've been in one for the stock market since 2009 and the risk to precious metals and gold is, I mean, it could, it could continue for another year or two. I don't know. Maybe, you know, gold will break out in the next couple months and, you know, but the secular bull might not begin for another 12 months. I mean, that's a possibility, but we haven't even started the secular bull market that's coming in precious metals. That's the important point that people should understand. Precious metals are still on a secular bear. I mean, they've been really close to trying to break out of it 
but they failed in recent years. But I mean, it, it'll come in the next year or two. Well, Jordan, just maybe one more point we could make here, and that is when you expect the big move to kick off and really the beginning of a longer-term bull market, a secular bull, not a cyclical bull in the precious metals, and a longer-term secular bear market in equities, everybody points to the cup and handle chart on the gold chart. And some people say it's been dissolved now or that there's a mini cup and handle within the larger cup and handle. How are you seeing that larger chart pattern that really dates back to the last major high in 2011 to present, you know, 2011 to 2020, and then we've had those series of highs up at 2000 and 2022, 2023, and again in, at the very end of last year, and we're still there now. How are you looking at that large pattern? Is it still the same bullish pattern that is going to extrapolate higher, or is it irrelevant now? Well, it's definitely not irrelevant. I mean, if you're someone saying it's irrelevant, they're missing some things. I mean. It, Yes, it's a super bullish pattern. You know, I look at it as a 13-year base now. And you know, even if like let's just say gold spent the next year it came down to 1850 or whatever and then it you know rallied back to consolidate it, you still would have this super bullish base going into the 14th year. It's so there's it's still a really bullish pattern, but I would say I mean, it's kind of semantics because if gold you know, you don't get this super bullish breakout in the next year, I would say. You know, you're probably not in a cup and handle anymore, but that doesn't mean the overall larger bullish prognosis is not there anymore. So it's kind of semantics. But Shad, what this really comes down to at this point is gold against the stock market. Like for, for again, you know, maybe gold by itself is going to be able to make a little breakout and go to, you know, 22 or 2300 by itself. But again, for gold to go to 3,000 and much, much higher, it's not going to happen when the stock market continues to rise and more, more and money just keeps buying stocks. You, you need some of that money to go into gold. So until there's some cracking, you know, you're not going to get gold going to 3,000, 4,000, and 5,000, which eventually is going to happen. So yeah, I would say it's kind of semantics, but here's an important point. You know, gold against the stock market now, it's, it's more important than the cup and handle setup. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap this episode up because it really points everybody to looking at the intermarket analysis between the gold sector and the general equities in the US markets. That is going to be the prime mover. That is going to be the longer term mover people need to see. So we got to keep eyes on both markets and see how that ratio unfolds over time. But it sounds like you are bullish that we're going to have a pretty big run and a long run when these two markets finally do flip. And so we'll keep tabs on that. I appreciate you breaking it down for listeners, Jordan. And, I, and if people like getting Jordan's thoughts, definitely click on the Daily Gold. There's a link down below this editorial. Take you over to Jordan's site. And Jordan, always love these spirited debates. And, and I love you unpacking this for our audience. Looking forward to our next conversation. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for putting up with my strong opinions.